You're listening to Ari Goldweig's Parsha Podcast, recorded in Ramat Beit Shemesh, Israel, 5767-2007. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Re'eh. In this week's Parsha, there are three consecutive subjects that the Torah enumerates that I would like to discuss. In chapter 13, verse 1, the Torah begins with the first of the three subjects. It says, Eiz kol adavar asher anoichim the matter that I have commanded you, it shall you preserve to do. Lo so safe alav. Lo Don't add on to it and don't take away from it. God says the Torah that I have given you is perfect. The mitzvahs, the commandments that I have given you, are you're able to keep them. Don't add on to them. Don't take away from them. There's nothing extra here. There's nothing to be taken away. It's perfect. It's pure premium. Now that's the first subject in the Torah that, that I would like to discuss. But that's a personal thing. The Torah is saying, you should not add on, you should not take away. That's the first, the first step. Then the Torah says, If there will arise in your midst a prophet or a dreamer, and he gives you a sign or a wonder, he says, he predicts the future, he says, tomorrow morning it's going to rain, and down will fall snowflakes at the same time, whatever. He says some wonderful thing, unbelievable thing, and it occurs. And then it comes the sign that he predicted. And then he says, Let's go and serve other gods that you didn't know, and let's worship them. The Torah says, Do not listen to that prophet. Or that dreamer. Hashem is testing you to see, will you be faithful to God? Hashem is testing you to see if you love Hashem your God. With all of your heart and with all of your soul. And the Torah continues and says, After Hashem your God should you go and fear Him only. Don't listen to a prophet that says not to do the mitzvot. If anyone tells you not to do the commandments, the commandments are not necessary anymore, God doesn't want us to do them, it's not true. The Torah itself says expressly, you must do all the commandments of the Torah. If a, if a prophet tells you not to do it, he's a false prophet. The verse says, the next verse says, You must, that prophet who says not to do the commandments of God, he has to die. For he has spoken falsehood in the name of God, who has taken you out of the land of Egypt. That's the second subject that the Torah discusses. And the third subject is in verse 7, Someone else is going to try to convince you to worship other gods. Someone else is going to try to take you away from the Torah. Your brother, your friend, someone who knows you very well, they're going to tell you to try to take you away from, take you away from Hashem. So that person as well, we have to get rid of that person, we have to kill that person. Now I'd like to return to the first subject that we mentioned that the Torah says here. And that is, We're not allowed to take away or add on to the Torah. Now there's a very fundamental question that we have to ask ourselves here. And in fact, the Rambam asks the question, Maimonides asks this question. The question is, how is it, if you're not allowed to add on to the Torah, and you're not allowed to take away from the Torah, how is it that the rabbis created fences around the Torah, saying that one can and cannot do other things? For example, the Torah says, We're not allowed to eat a baby goat in the milk of its mother. 
And we learn from that that not only a baby goat, a kid, but any meat, whether it's an animal, a domesticated animal, or wild animal, we're not allowed to eat any meats with milk together. That's what we learn from there. However, we do not find included in this mitzvah that a person is not allowed to eat chicken, per se, with milk. So, for example, if you want to have a cheeseburger, the burger is made out of chicken meat, so from the Torah, it wouldn't be prohibited. However, the rabbi said that in such a case, one should not even eat chicken meat with milk as well. Why? Because the rabbis were concerned that we would make a mistake, that if we eat chicken together with milk, that it's very likely that a person would come to eat the meat of a cow or the meat of another animal with milk. Now, just as an aside, we need to understand that the laws that were created by the rabbis have the full power of a Doraisa, of a Torah law. Meaning, if a person would go and say, okay, listen, I don't feel like listening to the rabbis, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna eat the chicken together with milk if I feel like it, because I know I'm not gonna eat uh, any regular meat with milk. A person doesn't have the authority to do that because the Torah itself says, the verse in next week's parsha in Devarim, in Deuteronomy 17, verse 11. We're not allowed to turn away from the thing that they teach us, right or left. The rabbis in all generations, the Pesach says, The Torah specifically pr- provides that in each generation, you have to go to the rabbis of that generation, because the Torah gives over the power and the authority, the judicial authority, to the rabbis of each generation, and that's what we have to listen to. However, the question still remains, how do the rabbis create a new law? The Torah says, Lo tigra velo tosif. You're not allowed to add on, you're not allowed to take away from the Torah. So when the rabbis create this law, let's say, that you're not allowed to eat chicken with milk. So how does that work? How does that not fall under the category of what the Torah says, that you're not allowed to add on to the Torah? So to answer this question, I'd like to share with you an experience that I had this week. That if you really look into the experience, you'll see that there's a tremendous mashal, a tremendous metaphor that will really help us understand this issue and it will lead into the next two subjects that the Torah discusses. Here's what happened. The beginning of this week, I took my family up to the north of Israel to a place, a little town, a suburban town called Zichron Yaakov. In Zichron Yaakov, there's a special place over there, a private beach, a place that you can go, you can be with your family, you can be distant from other people, you don't have to see anyone dressed them honestly. So I was there with my family, and my wife was playing with the children in the sand, and I decided to go out into the water to enjoy the waves, to enjoy the water. And the water was very choppy, the waves were very choppy, and as I went out, even only a little bit out into the water, I felt myself being pulled out into the sea, away from the shore. And each moment as I'm getting pulled out more and more away from the shore, I feel the strength of the pull outwards getting stronger. And each time a wave comes in, I feel it helping me get back to the shore. However, in between the waves, every time a new wave is coming, there's a tremendous pull outwards, tremendous pull away from the shore again. Another thing that I noticed was as I'm trying to swim back in, back into where my family is, back into where the shore is, back into the sand, it's tremendously difficult. But besides for the difficulty of pushing against the tide, there's another difficulty, and that difficulty is as you're trying to come in closer and closer, it's very difficult to discern if you're making any progress at all. All I felt was, I'm just getting sucked out and I can't get back in. That's how I felt, just this tremendous helpless feeling. Thank God I was able to get back in. But I had to constantly be striving, keeping my eye on the goal, you know, seeing my children and my wife playing in the sand, 
pushing against the tide until I was able to get back in. I was just constantly pushing and pushing and pushing until I was able to get back in. Now the obvious metaphor is that the shore is like the Torah. You know, in order for us to stay connected to the Torah, to stay connected to God, we have to keep the commandments and we have to make sure that if we go out, we don't go out too far. Because there's a tremendous danger. The farther away a person takes himself from the Torah, away from the commandments, there's a tremendous danger that a person will be sucked out and be lost and be, and be killed, have a spiritual death. If a person finds themselves distant from the Torah, if a person finds themselves distant from the commandments of God, distant from God, the only way to return, to return to God, to return to the commandments, is by constantly striving, unceasingly, with, without giving up, trying and aiming, seeing with our eyes on the goal, where we have to get to. That's the only way to return. Now when the rabbis created these laws, for instance, like we said, that a person can't eat chicken along with milk, what they were doing is they understood that if we get out too far, we're liable to be sucked out by the tide and we're liable to be drowned. Chas v'shalom, heaven forbid. And they understood that the only way to keep us, to keep us within the boundaries of the Torah is to create a fence, is to create a, a guideline that says, don't go past this line. If you go past this line, you'll get sucked out. That's what the rabbis did. They were creating fences to protect us, to keep us within the bounds of the Torah. Now the Raman points out that not only was their goal to keep things within the bounds of the Torah, but they also explicitly stated that everything that they did was not on the same level as a Torah commandment. Yes, the Torah provides that. You must listen to the rabbis. If you don't listen to the rabbis, you are transgressing a Torah commandment. However, the commandment of the rabbis was clearly delineated that it was separate from what the Torah said. This is not a Torah commandment. There are different laws that apply to rabbinic laws. For example, and obviously we need a halachic decisor to tell us and explain to us when this applies, but we find that when it comes to matters of Torah law, things that are expressly stated in the Torah or something that's expressly given over in the tradition from Moses, the halacha is that if there's a suffix, the oraisa lechumra, if there's a doubt about a Torah law, we always go lechumra. We are stringent. However, when it comes to a rabbinic law, savik derabanan lahakil. When it comes to a rabbinic law, if we have a doubt in a certain way, there's room for leniency. So again, when it comes to a rabbinic law, the reason that it's not a problem of adding on to the Torah is, first of all, the point of their law was not to add on, but rather to to keep us within the bounds of the Torah. And second of all, when they added their laws, when they said their laws, they specifically delineated that this is not a Torah commandment, this is something that we are adding on, and it has different factors, different things affect it, and it's a rabbinic law. What we really see, what we really get out of this whole story, whether it's adding on to the Torah personally, whether it's when a prophet comes and tells us that we should run and do other, serve other gods, or whether it's our friend telling us, our brother telling us, let's go and serve other gods, let's run away from the commandments. What we really see is that it's so easy to fall into the trap of the Yetzirah, to fall into the trap of the evil inclination. Our bodies are telling us, don't listen to God, don't do spiritual things. Our bodies are constantly giving us this, we're only physical, we're from apes, we came from evolution created us, God, what God? It's very easy to get sucked in to the messages of the world, to the Western civilization, and to the what our bodies would prefer us. Our lazy bodies want us to stay in bed, want us to not do a mitzvah, want us to not go and learn Torah, want us to not pray to God, want us to not call out to God, not want, want us not to come close to Him. 
It's so easy to get sucked in by the tide of the physical. And what we have to see from this message is that the Torah says, you know what you have to do? You gotta kill it. You gotta kill that prophet who tells you to run away and serve other gods. You have to kill the person who tells you to, to serve other gods. We have to realize that the only way to conquer our Yitzhahar, to conquer our evil inclination, is to really keep ourselves fenced into the Torah, to keep ourselves within the boundaries of the Torah says, to follow the rabbinic commandments, to keep ourselves attached to what the rabbis say, because they really understood human nature, and they understood that if we step over the boundaries of what the Torah says. It's very dangerous. It's very easy for us to get pulled in and sucked in by the tide and to drown. Heaven forbid a spiritual drowning, to die a spiritual way. Chas v'shalom. Heaven forbid. And even more than that, a person is so affected by his surroundings. If a person would be, would be blown away by this guy who comes and says, wow, tomorrow there's going to be this thing that's going to happen. There's going to be a wonder. There's going to be fireworks out of nowhere. No one sent up the fireworks. And there's going to be a rainbow above the fireworks. And there's going to be snowflakes coming down between the between the rainbow and the and the raindrops and they're like and it happens everything that he said happens you get blown away and then he says let's go worship other gods and you and you're like yeah whoa hold on hold on you got to watch out it's easy to get drawn in by the tide it's very moshech it pulls you it pulls you along especially when you hear about these spiritual things that are happening this guy is saying spiritual things you know you can go to India you can find these guys who can create miracles he can make a, a diamond appear in his hand you know it's very easy to get pulled after these things but no what, the, what are they telling you there if they're telling you to serve other gods don't do the commandments if that's what they're telling you you gotta run away you gotta run back to the Torah you gotta run back to Israel come to the coastal cry to God cry out Wait for someone to tap you on the shoulder or don't wait. Run up to the yeshiva and say, let me into the yeshiva, teach me the Torah. That's what you got to do. That's the only way you got to keep yourself attached to God, attached to the commandments. And once you do that, God willing, if you open up the size of a, the, the verse says, if you open up a hole, the size of the hole of a machat, the size of a needle, then God opens up for you the size, a tremendous size, the size of an entrance of a wedding hall. That's what God's going to open up for you. All you have to do is make a little effort. All you have to do is say, Hashem, please help me. God, please show me the way. And if you're really sincere and you really mean it, Hashem will show you the way. Hashem will bring you back to the way that's really true. Back to the way, the correct way to really serve God in the most effective way possible.